What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? It is Monday, February 22nd, 2021, and welcome to the Pod on the Go show. I'm your host, Raz. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. Uh, this week, our theme is trust. It's something that nobody talks about when it comes to podcasting, but it's such a big deal. You know, it's so important. Uh, trust in podcasting. And today we're going to go through how to help build trust uh, with podcasting one-on-one. But if you don't know uh, why trust is important, just I guess I didn't make a slide for this. So just really quick off the top of my head, I think trust, I know trust is important for a lot of reasons. Probably the biggest reason is because if you are ever going to try and sell anything uh, on your podcast, people want to know that they're going to get the product or they're going to get the service. If you are trying to, you know, even even if it's a book or speaking engagement, they want to know that you are going to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. And they're not going to know that unless they can trust you through your podcast. Are you saying things that inspire them? Are you saying things that enlighten them? Are you opening up to them? Are you helping them get through their day? Are you funny to them if you're doing a comedy podcast or a comedy show? So, yeah, so that's why trust is important, because any type of return on investment that you want to get from your podcast, whether that's more people to your current business, whether that's more people coming to live shows, whether that's selling products and T-shirts or services or just growing your following, just being able to make a difference in the world. You know, you want to know that people uh, your your audience needs to know that they trust you before they invest in you. And that takes a lot (laughs) of time. Trust has to be earned and should come only after the passage of time. That's by Arthur Ashe. Uh, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It's it's very, very rare that you meet a person and you're great friends from the very beginning. It's happened to me like maybe once or twice in my life. Uh, but I had to meet literally hundreds of people for that to happen, for that to be a thing. So, you know, it takes time. You're going to have to meet a lot of people to do that. Nine, 99% of the time, you're going to meet a person. That's, you're going to have to give them some time. You're going to have to learn their quirks. You're going to have to see who they really are before you can even give them any uh, amount of trust, honestly. I used to um, be a part of an organization called BNI, great organization. One thing they do really well is you are required to go to at least one meeting every week and you're required to meet people uh, from your group. It's a sales group, like sales networking group, where you're helping to recommend people in your group to people you meet just randomly, you know, with, with different services. Some some people in your group might be a real estate agent or a plumber or a security guy, or they might sell anything. You know, whatever they sell, as you meet people, you want to be able to recommend those, the people in your group and your networking group to the people you meet just in life in general, whether it's business or whatever, so that you always have this, you have a little black book of recommendations of people you trust. And they build the trust by having a group meeting once a week, but you also have something called one-on-ones once a week as well. You have to do several of those with everybody in the group. So it's all about building that rapport with the people that you meet and you have to, you know, you have to do this over time, you know, just because somebody isn't, uh, just because somebody's a family member, it doesn't mean you have to trust them and you're going to recommend them just because somebody is a, a friend of a friend doesn't mean you're going to recommend them. Like uh, everything takes time. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes 10 years for you to trust the person, but you, you, your goal, your only role in this is just to keep doing what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to post the episode once a week, then you have to post. You have to do it, you know, otherwise you have to say, OK, you and if you can't do it, you have to say, you know what? 
posting once a week is too much right now for for my life <laughs> for my business i took on too much so i'm just going to go back to posting once every other week or once a month you know so that i can give this podcast 100% and people will, re- will respect you for that you're not going to lose anybody if you're honest with them about it and if you're upfront with them if you tell them ahead of time so it just takes time and it takes uh one more thing too it takes consistency it's the probably the one thing i preach the most on this podcast and i'm going to preach it forever because it's the it's the one common denominator I see with all successful podcasts. Whenever I find a new podcast that's a great podcast, I realize that they've been doing it for a long time. It's it's rare, again, that you find a podcast that is great from episode one. So if you're trying to create something, create a podcast, a launch a podcast that's great from episode one, it's it's gonna be really, really hard to do it. It's much better to start, you know, make a plan, have an idea of what you want, and then just start. And get better as you go, because as you go, you're going to find things you can improve upon really quickly. But you just have to keep going. And that's what people want to see. People want to see the consistency and people want to see the growth as well. You know, whenever I go back and listen to, you know, my early episodes of favorite podcasts, uh, Joe Rogan, listen to episode one to Joe Rogan. It sucks. But now he's one of the greatest podcasts ever. Same thing with Mark Marin. Same thing with um a lot of great podcasts. I can't think of any more right off the top of my head. You know, Tim Ferriss podcast. I mean, he was a great interview from the beginning, interviewer from the beginning, but the podcast production was just not as good if you like the Tim Ferriss show. And so it's that's every podcast out there. People improve over time. And it seems, uh, and as a listener, I love hearing the growth. I love hearing that this person is improving. That's, you know, that's that shows me that I can trust them to always want to do better. You know, so that also builds trust, like seeing the the proof of improvement. So consistency is important. Time and consistency are probably the number one and two things uh, when it comes to building trust with the audience. Uh, authenticity. You know, there's a caveat to this one. Uh, if you are a if you're going to help a large organization, a very well-known brand launch a podcast, then you don't have to be as authentic. You can just you can be the brand spokesman that they want you to be. That's different. If you're on ESPN, they have a a certain target market. If you're uh, doing a podcast for Pinterest, they have a certain target market. If you're doing a podcast for Walmart or REI or I don't know, Amazon, you know, any any large brand that you can think of, they're going to have a target audience. So that's that's completely different. You can be the brand's figurehead if you're launching their podcast or the podcast should speak to the target market in a certain way that that builds that brand and continues to add trust to that brand, whatever they've already created. But here's the thing. If you are an individual starting a podcast about a hobby or an expertise or your own small business or your own, um, you know, side hustle or whatever, then you you should be authentic. You should be as, as 100% you as you can be. I don't, I don't know how else to say that really or how else to like elaborate on that, but like just, you know, just, just just be yourself. There's nothing else. Nothing else I can really say about that. Uh, nobody else can copy you when you're yourself. Nobody like somebody can copy your talking points. Somebody can copy your slides. Somebody can copy your your speech word for word or your your titles or descriptions or show notes. Everything. Somebody can copy everything you do, but they can't copy who you are. They can't uh, be as charismatic as you. They can't have the quirks you have. So it's much better to be yourself from the very beginning 
and tell bad jokes or tell, you know, silly stories or, you know, let your quirky, weird laugh come out. So, you know, that's all things that you can do that nobody else can copy and be 100 percent you. And then this way you can find the fans. I talked about a thousand true fans last week, but this way you can find the 1000 true fans who really love you and who are going to stick there by you as long as you're continuing to be authentic and trustworthy and consistent over time. Right. That's how you build trust by just being yourself. You know, people hate it when you're not yourself. Like I, that's one thing I'm starting to find out, like just being behind the scenes of a, of a lot of podcasts and being and meeting more and more wealthy and famous people is that they are completely different people behind the scenes. A lot of times, the, a lot of what you see on these small screens, these TV screens, these cell phone screens, it's, it's an act, you know, don't, don't get caught up in the facade of all this stuff. You know, all of this stuff is an act. It's a character that a lot of people play. And that's why, you know, like I wonder, like with all the co-hosts of, you know, popular, popular podcasts and popular radio shows, are they really friends behind the scenes? Like the Breakfast Club, for example, you know, very, very popular podcast. Charlemagne the God, DJ MV, Angela Yee. Are they friends behind the scenes or is it just an act? This is just a character they're playing for for the money. You know, do they really get along? Do they do they hang out with each other? Do they do they even say goodbye after the show? Do they know each other's kids birthdays? You know what I mean? I wonder about that. Why? Because then they're lying to us and it's a, it's an act. And I wish I just want to know if it's an act or not so I can take them at face value and know that this is an act and this is the entertainment value they're trying to put out so that they can make money versus Oh man, these guys, these guys have it all together and I'm feeling bad about myself because I'm comparing myself and my friends to them and my radio show to them when they, all they're doing is, you know, it's kind of like, like, in, like boy bands and girl bands back in the day, uh, group bands. It's like, they weren't like they could sing, but everything else about them was created by the label, you know, in sync, you know, they, they found five guys who probably weren't even friends. They didn't really know each other that long. And they created personas for them. They shot the videos. They had the songs written for them. They gave them money so they could travel and do all these things. And then all they got was fame from it and a little bit of money in the lifestyle, you know, the five minutes of fame for a little while. But they're not really that person in real life. All this stuff we see on TV is just an act. So that's just a that's just a thought, you know, uh, uh, it's not free game Friday, but that's just something that I think about a lot. And it, it kind of pisses me off a little bit when I think about it being fooled. And not being able to trust anything that's behind the screen. So it's better to be authentic because you can always be yourself. No matter what, you can always be yourself. But if you're trying to be somebody else, it's going to show up at some point. You're going to do an interview on somebody else's podcast and the real you will come out. You're going to get your five minutes of fame. You're going to find some success and then the real you will come out and then people will begin to distrust you and dislike you and you start to lose things. And then you'll be in scramble mode and your life starts to fall apart. So it's, it's always better to just be 100% yourself. It's just easy, an easier life that way. Um. So, yeah, so it's, it's basically two goals when you're trying to build trust and with an interview. This is mostly specifically for uh, if you have guests on your show. Number one is uh, at the beginning of the show, especially if you don't know the person beforehand, which is nine times out of 10, you're not. You're going to be meeting an interview guest for the first time or second time. Your goal is to like break down walls and not one up a person. So when a, when you ask a guest a question and they tell you a story, 
your goal is to begin like to respond with the story or an experience of yours, but not to one up them because that just builds the wall higher. What your goal is to do is to break down the wall and start to open up or bust through the wall so that you guys can get closer together, you and your guests. There's a wall between when you first start the interview and by going deeper into their story or relating to their story on a deeper level, a more emotional level, a more heartfelt level, then you're able to open up their wall and get a better interview out of a out of a guest on your show. It's something you, I, I do. I used to do all the time when I did my radio show in Savannah, the Savannah Business Showcase. I would meet people, you know, 20 or 30 years my senior who have been in who've been in business as long as I've been alive or close to as long as I've been alive. And I was able to relate to them on a level that allowed me to break down this wall and get them to open up. Um, even if they just had a spe- you know, specific talking points they wanted to share, you know, I was still able to get them to open up to me by doing that, by if they tell me a story about their childhood, I'll tell them one about mine, but relate it back to theirs in a way. And that's all you have to do. And it's, it comes, it comes with not being afraid to open up enough to get the person to trust you, you know, opening up, whether you're doing I guess this, like whether you're doing a show by yourself or whether you're doing a show with a guest or with a friend or co-host or whatever, opening up a little bit is great. It's perfect. That's what you, you have to do that in order to get to the, the meat of a topic in order to, to create a better listening experience for your audience. Okay. By opening up yourself, you can't expect somebody else to trust you if you're not trusting them with your, you know, with what you have to offer. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. Don't be afraid to open up. And last, my last thoughts on this, uh, I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. Frederick Nietzsche. 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 I don't know how to say it. Yeah, so that's it. You know, and I think about this. This is something else I think about a lot, too. Just like, like I said earlier with, uh, you know, co-hosts or radio show hosts who aren't, you know, really friends behind the scenes or they hate each other's guts behind the scenes, but they lie to us on camera or on stage. Or, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I I hate that. I despise that. And I'm not mad at you. I'm mad that I was deceived. You know, I'm mad that now I can't trust you. You know, that's what I'm mad about. When I take my daughter to daycare and she she leaves and she's crying every day when she, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I understand the first day or two, a kid's, you know, getting into a new experience, but every day she's crying or she's wet. She has a wet diaper when, when you're giving it to me. I can't trust you anymore. So I'm mad at that. I'm mad that you deceived me. I'm not mad that I trusted you. I'm mad that I was lied to. And that's that's what it comes down to. You don't want your audience to feel like that. You don't want your audience to feel like you're always lying to them, to them. You know, you can fool some people and maybe in big cities it works. But I, I even even that I doubt because word travels so fast. And especially now in the Internet age, we got a lot of there's a lot of new YouTubers out there who are calling out scam artists, who are calling out fake gurus and fake successful people. And I love it because I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to be scammed. And if you just do a you know, quick search for that, you'll find that. And I, I'll probably talk about them later on this week. But yeah, so just it's always better to be authentic over time, be consistent over time. Tell the truth, open up and your audience will trust you. And then. When you want to do a live show, when you want to, you know, launch a product, when you want to keep, you know, open up, you know, 
start start a Patreon or something. You know, write a book. Whenever you want to do something that can get you a little bit of return on your investment for your podcast, then people will support you. You know, you have people there standing behind you, supporting you from from, you know, with all their with whatever they have, whether it's sharing your episodes or whether it's buying from you or whether it's telling people about you and giving you connections or giving you interview guests. It's going to you know, it'll happen, but it takes time. So that's enough for today. I appreciate you guys for watching. Again, I'm Raz, host of Pod on the Go. This is the Pod on the Go show. This week we're talking about trust. So I'll be here tomorrow and I'll talk to you guys then. All right. Peace out.